you've taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt. Hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. I am Calvin. I have seen a lot of Star Wars. I'm Wyatt. I've seen a lot of Star Wars this week, honestly. I'm Andy. I've seen an adequate amount of Star Wars at this point. I've seen some Obi-Wan. I've seen quite a yeah. bit of Obi-Wan. Yeah, this we're week. now beyond the first halfway steps, point. A Star Wars podcast. Ooh. We watched Obi-Wan Kenobi Part 4. Part 4. Yeah. Um, uh, so. A significantly shorter episode, but still packed with goodies. Well, um, packed with some stuff. Not my fave, though. So, Starbucks, come on, guys. We gotta do, we gotta do Little Leia. I thought we did Little Leia, and then I was like, no, we didn't do Little Leia's drink. We've gotta. So, so later on, I'll do Adult Leia, but I wanna do Little Leia's drink. Um, so, we have something called the Caramel Apple Spice at Starbucks, and it is a drink that gets uh, cinnamon dolce syrup. It gets, and it is, it's steamed apple juice. So, it's like a hot apple drink with whipped cream and cinnamon and caramel drizzle. And it's just such a cute little like yeah. kid yeah, drink. I like this. And I can imagine Leia in her green cape. And the the fucking it. she's a forest gremlin at this yeah. age. And well, my thing, my my idea is like that she's go, you know, her her dad is getting a coffee and she's like, oh, I want to drink too. And he tries to get her like a cold apple juice. And she's like, fuck this shit. Like, I'm not drinking juice. I want coffee. And so he gets her like a little caramel apple <laughs> spice because yeah, that's great. it's still in the hot cup. So she's thinking that she's drinking like a grown up drink, but it's just like hot apple juice. You know, Starbucks would fit like pretty well in Alderaan's color scheme. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. That's it's kind of funny. It's one of the few like I always sometimes I think it's funny picturing like space Starbucks on different planets. Um because like picturing Starbucks on Tatooine is very funny because it's just all desert. Like yeah. the logo is in beige. <sighs> but I think you could plop a, like a modern design looking Starbucks on a street and on Alderaan and it would work. It would make yeah. sense. Yeah. There's kind of a bunch of aliens in it. Yep. Yeah. I was hoping you would do Tala this week because I was rewatching the episode and she was my favorite part of the. I love Tala, guys. I so, love Tala. Anyway. I almost did her, but then I was like, we literally haven't done Little Lady I almost yet. did her. The Andy Livingston story. I almost did her. Story. Eh, listen. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally Please. agree with you about Tala, though. This She's absolutely the best yeah. part of this episode. I mean, like, I said it last week because I had already seen this episode, but this episode is the epitome of Tala Gaslight Gatekeep Girl Blossom. Yes. With her full Imperial shtick going on. Just, oh my God. I it's... also, I love that the, uh, the, the code cylinders are back. Like as, mm-hmm. uh, I, they, they've always been a detail on Imperial officers costumes. And for a long time, fans used to, even though like, they've been named as like code cylinders and had a nerd function, people would just call them the, their pens. Cause mm-hmm. I think they were pens originally, or like they really looked like them. Uh, so I, I love when. Just random bits of design on costumes that have been around for 45 years have get used in lore stuff uh, in ways that make sense. I also yeah. will say I commented in the very first episode we saw the Fortress Inquisitorius about their giant evil metal detector. And 
my partner and I were discussing whether it was just decoration or not. And then it turns out it actually is like the checkpoint for them to go through. It's like if TSA was gothic. <laughs> That's fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it. I, I, I genuinely just started laughing. I was like, oh, shit, it, it actually is the evil metal detector. Yeah, I was just I was just goofing off. So we start this episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi with another mo- uh, Obi-Wan Vader montage. This time they're both in the back to tanks and yeah. Obi-Wan is kind of flashing back to his fight with Anakin or with Vader and, you know, being pained in the force. There was a really, really great shot of um, it cut from Vader's cut off arm to Obi-Wan's arm, uh, which was horribly burned because of Vader, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I agree on the like what they're doing with Obi-Wan and Vader, not just like not just drawing on their existing relationship, but paralleling their journeys in the show itself and like how they how because if we're bringing Obi-Wan closer to Vader, it's it's going to be it's fun to see then everything he does that is non Vader like like, yes. Like, this is the story of two men having individual traumas. Yeah. But one is going to work on healing from it, and we'll see where the other goes. And, well, and Vader, like, is not taking any responsibility at all for anything. Like, he's, Mm -hmm. uh, for for the the things that got him to where he is, which is funny because us, the viewers, famously watched Revenge of the Sith that one time and watched Anakin make choices that led him to this path. And he thinks that he he had no he had no choice. He had to save Padme. He he had to do all this. And then it was Obi-Wan and the, and the people who didn't and Padme, and the people who didn't listen to him. And if they just listened to him, everything would be fine. And he deflect, deflect, deflects. Not with his lightsaber, though. And Obi-Wan, we're seeing, has a, almost like too far internalized everything. Yeah, yeah. He's honestly taken so much of that blame and feels so guilty for it. And it's interesting because it's like not to mention he's had 10 years to stew on it, too. Yeah, yeah. And I think 10 years to make and stew in the desert, stewing in the brain as well. Stewing in the brain. And well, it's just like he had to fight Vader. And not only is like, like, oh, my God, Vader's alive or Anakin's alive, but he did this to him. You know, I yes, think in a way that he did. There's guilt he did make like, him that. And I think but I think there's guilt where it's like he's caused his friend so much pain. But on top of that, he didn't finish the job and so much pain has been inflicted because of it. Yes, I have. I like. I, actually, I can't say this, but I like that we're I like that we are getting Obi-Wan reckoning with the with the consequences and the for the galaxy of Vader surviving. Yes. And even mm-hmm. though his mission with the twins takes paramount importance. He, I think now even more than ever realizes the actual human cost of what the empire is doing, what the failure of the Jedi and revenge of the Sith really means. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do also like, we were talking about him taking responsibility real hard. He, he hauls himself right up out of the back to tank after this, like mid he's not healed. Oh yeah. He, he just, he's going for it. He is rare and he's ready to go. He's like, where's Leia? And then we got to Jabim. Uh, we're, we're on Jabim, which is a planet that had got some really good run in the old Clone Wars comics. Wyatt of, is a huge Jabim fan. I, well, I just I like the story they did here. And I also like the idea of a planet where it always rains. Yeah, I, I, they kind of turned Camino into that. 
but it wasn't always that. They kept having it raining in Bad Batch because it was it was thematically appropriate. Um, but Camino, as the water planet, wasn't always like, oh, it's always raining here in the, the Clone Wars episodes we saw it in. And so I liked Jabim as that. There was a really it was an interesting story, kind of like the Umbara arc, honestly, where they weren't fighting battle droids. They were fighting the native militia who got way more character than the Umbarans. So I was a little disappointed that it was just a cave. Cave looked like the comic, but I wanted to see the rain. Yeah. You could do rain easy. Just start dumping buckets of water on the stage. Everyone. Gilmore Girls does it. <laughs> Gilmore Girls. In L.A. Get, do it. In L.A. Yeah. Well, but it's pretty it's pretty swag. We we do see a little, little scene with Lalea. Yes, Eva. Leia is amazing in all of these interrogations. I love scenes. that they have an evil picnic bench in the interrogation room. Oh, oh my god, yeah. They it just it, it's silly. It's everything a about silly. the fortress inquisitorius is so extra. Yeah. We're gonna have this enormous spire, and that's not even it. The whole fortress is actually underwater. And it's just uh, it fits with the Inquisitors kind of being dorks, but thinking they're way cooler than they are. And yes, the the Leia Riva stuff is great. Moses Ingram yeah. continues to kill it. The little yeah. gal playing Leia, the, and the little gal playing Leia, who could easily be just acted off the screen by an older professional, meets her at her level, both in, in character and in acting. And really, because if Leia, if little Leia didn't work, the series is is toast. Yeah. Oh yeah. They the the delightful casting they've done for her is her like. Can I tell my I'm I'll, I'll tell my father we're all on the same side, right? She's, She's awesome. Everything she can, but that's later. Yeah, I know. That's later. She is just what happens the first time that they, she just they says like no. Like she's just yeah. like I'll never talk. She, you know, it's they just don't know. it's honestly an NCIS interrogation scene. It's just like yeah. it's pretty standard cop show stuff. Except, I mean, even more than in cop shows, there's the threat that Reva will murder Leia at any moment. Which would be crazy. It would be crazy. Yeah, yeah imagine because we we had that sort of react. Calvin and I had that reaction when the Grand Inquisitor got stabbed. It would be incredibly buck wild if they just killed one of the characters that lives to later. <laughs> just completely yeah. like we're doing a this is this is a new timeline. That- TV is not going to come in and help them now. So then we cut to Jabim where Tala and Kenobi approach Roken and are like, hey, we need to. Yeah, Roken get is Little Ice Leia Cube out of son, there. right? It's O'Shea Jackson. Not Ice Cube. No, but his son is like a is an actor, uh, a working yeah. actor. Um, but I, I don't know that connection, so I can't confirm. Um, I'm trying to because I remember he was in the. Uh, yeah, I think it's him. Yeah. O'Shea yep. Jackson Jr. Yep. And there was I, I, I only say that because there was some brief speculation last week that he could play Quinlan Voss. No, nope. um, oh, okay. because we didn't know what character he was yet. And after the Quinlan name dropped. But nope, he's just a guy. He's no, just a again, guy. It would be buck who, wild does he die? No, it's somebody this. else who dies. Like, no, uh, it's Wade. So, Wade. Wade. Yeah. Wade. So yeah. Um, right. 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 I was just thinking of Deadpool every time they said his oh, name. Oh well. Wade. Oh, well. Um, <laughs> that was such a. Sorry, I don't want to. I don't want to jump. Force-sensitive wife also died too. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're or, talking about he lost it. Lost her to the Inquisitors. We don't know what really happened. Really interesting because we in the prequel era, pretty much everyone we see is force-sensitive is taken is is taken by the Jedi or part of another alternative force tradition. So it's fun to see somebody who like had some sensitivity to the force was in tune with it, but didn't join the Jedi, didn't join some sort of religious order and just had a life 
Or maybe just left the Jedi Order. Yeah, I was going to say, it's probably somebody who left the Jedi Order. Or and... maybe, I mean, is, where is Jabim? Because if it's like Outer Rim, then the Jedi would not, wouldn't have been there. Yeah, I Jabim was a Separatist planet in the old Legend stuff. Oh, that's old Legends. I know, and they relocated several Region things. Outer Rim. Yeah, so that's that's what it says on canon Wikipedia, so. Okay. So it's... yeah, Outer Rim, so his Force-sensitive wife. But then the Empire came in and started hunting Force-sensitives, so. Yep, sucks to be broken. Um, cool yeah. that it's cool to see the path, especially given what they're flying later, um, and how that can uh, how that sort of will connect to something way later. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> um but Roken obviously says yes to helping Kenobi in the end, and then they go and talk about the water moon of Nur. I didn't know until now that Nur is in the Mustafar system. Oh really? Spoil yeah, it doesn't it doesn't make that explicit in Jedi Fallen Order. Oh um I knew that because I thought you see Mustafar in the backgrounds at some point on Nur. Maybe you do. I may I was probably not that observant. Um Yeah, I mean you were playing the game, so Yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, I've played through the game several times. I'm replaying through the game right now because of Inquisitors. But spoiler alert. Yeah. All right, I'll be I'll text you this uh this photo, Calvin, yeah. where it shows because um, Mustafar itself is a moon, I believe. Really? Okay. Or it used to be. <laughs> okay, that's cool. But what was I saying? What was I saying? Water Moon of um, Noor. Yeah, it's it's just been kind of a funny meme within the Fallen Order community that like no one has, you know, we don't know anything but the Fortress Inquisitorius. And then you have just like Calcastus in the background being like, I literally broke in and out. Yeah. But that was yeah. a while ago, right? When does Yeah, that was Fallen five Order? that was five years before this. So yeah. like no, and and a thing I and like, like it's it, it would be it would be wild if Calcastus was connected to the path, but like well, that's I highly that's doubt the it. thing is that I, I think, think he's dead by now. It's cool to see everybody in the force 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 related people of this era. They have to be sep so separate. Like Obi Wan is never going to talk about Yoda to anybody because he knows that he has to keep Yoda's location safe. I would imagine Calcastus isn't talking about his Jedi status to a uh, number of people if he's still alive. The yeah. path, super secret, which is why. I mean, no, he's, uh, he's, he, he tells a good amount of people. He uses his, I mean, Sagarera knows. That's true. Sagarera yeah. knows everything. Yeah. Sagarera shows up in Fallen Order. But um, I like, but I like that, that, uh, I like that, and, and I mean, it just essentially for the purpose of this show, these regular people helping out in the galaxy don't know how to get into the fortress. Yeah. And it turns yeah. out all you got to do is swim. <laughs> all you got to do, because that is exactly how Calcastus does it in in Fallen Order. He swims in and then he destroys the place by breaking a window. Yes, I. So we and get at that point, I'm going to stop talking about Fallen Order. Yeah, but so I like the idea of the two pronged infiltration, though, using Tala's cover. Mm -hmm. because obi-wan we've seen is not obi-wan we talked about how in the clone wars era he could have done this with a hand tied behind his back he they mm -hmm. they ran the citadel mission they obi-wan got captured and anakin got captured all the time they've broken in and out of tough places but this is like a whole nother level and obi-wan's not at the top of his game so mm -hmm. i liked his i thought it was cool to see him i don't know need help well and i think the thing too is like anakin was kind of such a part of that anakin is is yes. so anakin is so smart and he i'm sure 
designed or helped design the security system because he would know how to break into any security system. So therefore, he would know like how to cover all your bases. Yeah. So I feel like it's also just going to be hard because not to be like Anakin's a genius, but like high key Anakin's kind of a genius. Well, and he him and Obi-Wan, they were they were the team. The team, yeah. So it's also like anything that Obi-Wan would think of is probably also something that Anakin would think of. So, yeah, you got to out Anakin Anakin to like get in and out of this place. Yeah. Um, And he kind of does. He kind of like some of the things that Obi-Wan has to do are very like not Obi-Wan like things. I would say. Yeah. um, The sneaking around with the troop, the the, the sneaking around with the troopers, uh, the way he rescues Leia. Well, he he's fuck he straight up kills people. I mean, this yeah. the thing is with and I think that this is a big sorry, I know that we're talking more vaguely instead of like specifics, but this whole sort of section is just him going through and breaking Leia out. So I want you know. Yeah. He goes through and he's I mean he's Before up, we get in there, we have a fun little scene with Tala. Um, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Oh, yeah. you're right. We do have a yeah. Let's talk at about the, the, the evil metal detector. I love that. I that was such a good scene. Oh no, I'm talking scene. about the one where Obi Wan's trying to levitate the thing, and Tala's like, "Things take time to heal." Oh yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and I liked seeing Obi Wan reaching out to the Force again after sort of after opening himself up to it at the end of mm-hmm. Episode Two, trying to. Almost in a in a rudimentary, the way they teach the younglings, just reestablish his connection there. So next we have a scene with Reva and Leia. And this is where Reva's lying to Leia about how, oh, we... We know about the path. We killed Obi-Wan. Yeah. And then... Leia's a little bad, badass. She, she fucking does not... She takes no shit. Well, and she's... Yeah. She, so I, I I am very curious what Leia knows about the extent to which her dad is involved in resisting the Empire. Um, because in canon, Bail Organa is already doing some rebelly shit behind yeah. the scenes. Um, and we get that hinted at in the very first episode when he tries to get when he starts to get all mad talking to his brother-in-law. Um, personally, I don't think Leia knows yet. I think they're still like keeping her away from it because she's so young. Um, But she definitely knows that the way her dad talks about stuff and the way the stuff he does with the Empire is way different than what the Inquisitors are doing. Kind of. So something that something that I've been interpreting this as is so like my parents are both lawyers and I did not understand like. Because I feel like in school they teach you like, or at least my school, I went to Catholic school. They taught you like <laughs> cops are your friends, like cops are all good people, which is obviously not fucking true. But my, so both my parents are lawyers and there was always like, if you, and, and it was like drilled in me that like, these are the things that you say. Like if you are ever taken into custody, like demand your lawyer, demand that they call me and do not say anything else. Um, and kind of, we would go through like, this is the process that they're going to take you through and Like, these are the things that you say, you know, obviously comply if they ask if you're like driving and they ask for your license and registration, like you got to give that to them. But, you know, know your rights and things like that. So for me, I kind of interpreted this as she is a princess, right? Like she's a princess of Alderaan, if especially because they're doing all of this rebelly shit. I just imagine that they like Organa like has sat Leia down and been like, if this situation occurs, not being like if you're kidnapped and taken, but like. 
you, you know, are if someone over by stormtroopers. Yeah, if if or someone if someone you know is trying to make you talk, like you ask for me. You know, if something is happening, you don't tell them anything and you just ask for me. And because I think that that he knows, like she, even though she's young, she's smart, and he knows that. You know, he doesn't want her to be involved in the shit that he's doing, but he knows that if the shit he's doing ever comes to light, like, she's a target and she needs to kind of be as prepared for that as he can. Yeah, I agree with you. So that's what I interpreted No, I, I, I think that's really an interesting way to think of it. Um, yeah. It's, but I think at, with a... Because she does it with the kidnappers. She immediately is like, you, my father will come help me. Yeah. She can't... She can't ask them like oh I, I demand to see my father because they're kidnapping her but yeah she basically does like what you said she asks for her her dad who is in this in his role as a diplomat would serve the role of her lawyer and but i do i do like how even if this is the smart thing and what she's been taught to do she's still absolutely trolling reva oh oh 100 which is great yeah um, yeah no i'm sure he would have been like you gotta like, just yeah, be respectful dad, but yeah uh, who I know that you had me kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, that's not that's not here either, is it? That's or later. It... That's a bit later. Yeah, that's it's like that's a bit time. later. That's like I think. But the yeah, scene, the, the scene cuts right when Rave is about to um like she, really she's like, lay on. Will tell yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. she mm. force force. But that the, the actual mind probe happens the next time. Yes, yeah. we'll get to that in the bit. <laughs> yeah. So now then... we get the fun scene with Tala where she, you know, gets to the checkpoint and girl bosses her way through. Yeah. Yeah, that Fucking guy was a weasel. Gaslight, gaslight, gaslight. I yep. love her. She's so fun. I, I, yeah. I like how well she's able to do the imperial officer shtick because oh, a lot yeah. of times we see her. She's clearly a compassionate person working for the side of good. But then when she snaps into that cold imperial tone, it's like, oh, OK, I can tell why this guy's intimidated. He, he's like, oh, my career's on the line. And also I work at a place with darksiders. That's a bad combination. Yeah, no, she's scary. I mean, she she's doing she does it so well. She plays the part perfectly. Yeah, um, another another great casting choice, I'll say. This oh year. my yeah. god, yeah, she's Vera Varma is killing it. I'm so glad we're getting to see her in a role that isn't just her doing imperial yelling. That we've seen yeah, both yeah. her doing that and her range as a compassionate character. Very mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. And we get to see her sweat a little. Like I don't think they clock it, but we as an audience definitely yeah. clock that like mm -hmm. girly sweating. She does not think she's getting she thinks they're toast as soon as she's at the evil metal detector. Yeah. I thought immediately or not yeah, when I first watched it when she said, I'll report you to the Grand Inquisitor, I thought that was gonna blow her cover for a second. Yes. I was like, Oh, she doesn't know. He didn't tell her she like this this is gonna be a gap in information, but then I was like, oh, no, it's a rank. OK, but that, yeah. that makes sense. Somebody's it, the Grand Inquisitor. But that right might now. that might have been intentional also like yeah. to have a sweat with her. Yeah, because we we've talked a lot about yeah. uh, the, the the tension in this show that, yeah. and how well it's done. And that I still think was carried over in this episode because. Like like we were talking about earlier, in contrast to the Clone Wars missions that he would run with Anakin, where there there wasn't a whole lot of tension. It was a, it was a fun caper. But like this is Obi-Wan and a woman he met yesterday versus the entire Imperial War Machine and nearly all the Empire's dark side users. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I think more than just because you guys are talking about how you, you mentioned how you, you this was kind of a ho-hum episode for you. And it is like a Star Wars thing that happens. Break into the facility and save your person. Uh, 
is not turning any new ground, but I, I think they ex- executed the tenseness of it really well. I would say that there are moments in this episode that are stellar. This moment is stellar. Yes. The moment with Leia mm-hmm. being like, well, but on the same side, stellar. The moment with the water, stellar. Yeah, I think but we... a, a lot of the stuff in between, in the moment, in the moment, just him getting Leia. Yes. Great moment. But a lot of the in between is like, yeah, it's of sneaking it's, around. It's, it's stuff like, you okay. need, but it is like filling out the runtime of the important things that have to happen in this episode. Yeah. 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 Very, this episode very much read to me is because, like, like taking the only other Disney Plus originals that have had six episodes that I have seen have been the Marvel shows. And they definitely save like the big emotional hit for episode five, five of that yeah. season. So, and then six is like much, whatever the final showdown is. Yeah, exactly. So, this very much, and like episode three was very much a big climax. And so, this episode four just kind of felt like, you know, a little bit of a, you know, it's a fun little caper of trying to g- break in and break out Leia with, you know, these incredibly tense moments slid in. Yeah. I enjoyed myself a lot watching this episode. And it gets us back to, yeah. like, Obi-Wan with Leia trying to return to Alderaan, um, mm-hmm. which I think is in- interesting. We'll talk later about speculation for episode five, but I-, I thought it was interesting that it got us back to that status quo this quickly and th- that this episode wrapped up Leia and the Inquisitors in one go. Yeah. Um, I think my my big issue is just that when we only have six episodes, it's hard for me to get behind an episode where, like, overall, the main thing that happened is that they got Leia back and the plot was not progressed really any further than that. Yeah, I wish there had been more with Reva, honestly. Yeah, like, yes, exactly. Except, Other yeah. Other than just her being police chief. Yeah, because yeah. we talked it when we recorded last time about how at least I have no clue what Reva's endgame is here. Mm-hmm. And I still don't. Um, I know they're going to tell us. I, I know how storytelling works, but I am a little intri- I'm intrigued that it's seemingly being saved for either the highly emotional episode five or the climactic episode six. Yeah. Because Reva is police chief in this episode, loses Obi-Wan and then it gets a little yeeted by Vader, and that's her sum total of of things in this episode. After doing something really interesting in each of the three ep- prior episodes, I will give her credit for putting the tracker on Leia's droid, though. Yes, very clever. Yeah, yes. so that let's, is let's a bu- very well. That's the next thing that happens. This is the one. Yes. That, so Reva does a failed mind probe of Leia, and which love shows Leia for that. her like, force. Yep. Her yes, force that shows her force sensitivity. I found it weird. I mean, I guess that people with really strong wills can't evade a Jedi mind probe. Yeah. Yes. So, and you know, she's basic she's Jedi, strong for a 10 year old. Yeah. Like where they would know that some people can resist even if they're normal. So mm-hmm. uh, it doesn't, it, it works for me that Reva doesn't clock Leia's immense inherited power. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's not really using it. She's more being a stubborn kid at that point. Yeah. But it's a good probably it's a good, think probably it's a good sending detail. the thoughts to the front of her brain that are just like fuck you fuck you fuck you yeah. fuck you. Do you think Leia knows swears yet? Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> criff you, criff you. Yeah. Criff you. yeah, Leia knows all the the Star Wars. Uh, yeah, the Star Wars swears. Then Leia releases Lola, and you know Lola does a little dive bomb at Riva, which she easily catches because she 
you know, she's, she's a, Reba. Yeah, she's, she's Reba. incredibly powerful in yeah. her own right. Like Leia, that was a you know, it's I get funny. The motive, it's like it's, funny. You know, like yeah. it, Leia. Leia is honestly like she's you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't see. Yeah, she's tried that <laughs> no. trick twice now and it hasn't worked. She's she's oh she unleashed God. Lola on the kidnappers and got her broken, yeah. and now she tries it on Reva. Yeah, you're right. If it ain't broke. I'm doing. I'm doing it again. It doing honestly, it again. God it's kind of like a D and D character who only has like one or two signature moves. The one moves. thing it's they like, do. I'm, I'm. I'm casting Lola again, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Reva says that she had a droid when she was a child, which, you know, that could be an homage to maybe some of the little shooty droids that. Yeah, or she wasn't had. a Jedi and we're wrong. <laughs> but and or she wasn't a Jedi and wrong. we're wrong. Yeah. Yeah, but then what would? What then? What is the significance of the Order sixty six? Yeah, scene we're obviously going back uh, there. I think because they shot it and like cl- I, I, it it felt unfinished to me uh, in terms of like the story with those kids. The scene itself finishes very nicely in the first episode, but we gotta be going back there. So maybe she had that. Maybe she had a friendship with one of the droids at the temple, an astromech. Who knows? Yeah. Tala is digging through the Imperial files and checking out the schematics of the Fortress Inquisitorius when another officer shows up and is like, hey, this isn't your station. What's your number? And she's like, I'll come with you. And then she just goes and mercs this dude. Yeah, she just beats the shit out of everybody. Love her. And then and and essentially putting herself on a on a ticking clock, which was yeah. fun. Yes. Um, I was waiting for them to find this body, but they never did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she must honestly have just been in a random station, like not yeah. not anywhere important. And when resources got directed away, once they figured out Obi-Wan was there, they never that guy is just either if he's if he's out cold, he's just still laying there. Yeah, that's true. He's going to wake up. He having missed, be alive. He's going to wake up having missed everything and be like, I like to think that she just snapped his neck. Yeah. But hey, Obi-Wan does some fun, you know, spy shit with seeker droid sneakity sneakity sneak door oh and i noticed that is a live action version of a droid that we calvin and i have seen in animation oh that's cool that's uh that's redacted's droid from rebels the seventh sister oh it's her seeker droid okay that's with the two arms yeah but it's an inquisitor it's an inquisitor specific droid they didn't use the base imperial probe droid model like they did earlier in the series it's like a more it's like you know more advanced more it's a hunter yeah tala gets back in touch with kenobi this draws attention to of some stormtroopers and he draws them away doing spy shit next we get a scene with leia and reva uh this is the scene where she's like can i see my father we're on the same side right yeah it's it's and she's good, like, go in the chamber. Yeah, it's a good yeah. way to get Reva to sort of it, even though Leia knows, but getting Reva to have to sort of admit, okay, we're the we're the bad guys. Let's stop pretending around. Yeah. We know we she's we're not finally like torture the child. Torture yes. the child. Them strapping Leia into the adult sized torture chair Fucking made terrifying. me laugh so hard. Oh, it scared the shit out of me. I was like, they're actually gonna fucking yeah no her. i mean I it was i was it's it was just funny to see like funny yeah but, but that like <laughs> the girl they have playing leia is so small she is a little she's itty bitty and yeah. so they the, these stormtroopers who are just guys like imagine signing up to serve the empire you you get stationed at a really cool place and then your first 
your job is like, okay, we're escorting this 10-year-old to the torture chamber. Well, and I think the thing, too, is it really goes to show how, like, fucking brainwashed you are when you're a stormtrooper. I mean, like, how you yep. know yeah. you you know you are committing atrocities, and yet you still go along with it. And it's like, wow, yeah. we're really just fucking well, space and the, Nazis. And the culture of fear that the Empire creates helps reinforce that, especially yeah. at places like this, where it's so strong in the dark side, where I wouldn't, I mean, it affects everybody there. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, after we see her strapped in, we see the fucking we get terrifying... The, yeah, he gets into the high-security place, and he goes... There's that classic line that's like, this isn't a whatever, it's a tomb. And then yes. we see that Fashion. there are just preserved dead Jedi. Including yes. children. And force, Including well, children and, and Terrace Anube. Yeah, Terrace Anube If you remember Terrace Anube. From the Ahsoka lightsaber Oh episode. my god. Okay, I was like wondering why you guys posted that on the fucking yeah. Instagram. I was I, like, you, hello. Yeah. I, 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 was, I saw somebody on Twitter post like, uh, I had an IRL glup shido moment when I pointed at Tara Sanube on the screen while watching Kenobi with normal people. Yeah. Um, it was funny. So uh, my partner and I watched a Clone Wars episode after that because we were still feeling Star Wars and we're at the gathering arc. Um, oh, okay. With the younglings. Kaya loves uh, Gunji, by the way. So I spoiled that he would be in Bad Batch. I love Gunji! But, so the first guy to show up in the recap is Tara Sanube teaching the younglings. So I thought that was really funny to be like, oh, I saw your dead body not an hour ago on the other yeah. show. You're so right. What I just we, pulled it up. What do yeah. we think that He looks better than the, the damn Empire Grand Inquisitor translated used, from live yeah. action. True. He looks, yeah, he looks creepy, good. Though. He looks he good looks for creepy. a dead guy. Sorry, Calvin, what yeah. were you saying? What do we think that the Empire is doing with these dead bodies of Jedi preserved in amber? Harnessing their force power. Well, their bodies, that's, that's their force possible. power, their, their, their soul is now part of the... Well, we don't know. They might not be dead dead. I mean, I it is interesting because I Obi-Wan says they're a tomb. They're definitely dead. They don't look yeah. very dead. I'll be they honest. They don't look I, dead. I, they do well. Maybe I see. I keep seeing all those damn Jurassic World ads. So I was thinking about the preserved in amber kind of thing. I know the things that are preserved in amber are not alive, but it like it. Well, I mean, it's also you know what is like their lives may not be there, but you know what do live in force sensitive people and are living <laughs> organisms. Midichlorians. Midichlorians? Oh <laughs> my fucking, you have to be kidding me. That would be crazy for them to well, bring that shit and back. And also, but like, I think what oh Calvin's hinting God. at also is that there's an echo, definitely. Yeah. An imprint in the force of the person that lived there. On this planet, seemingly masked out by the, the overwhelming essence of the dark side. But I, I, I honestly was expecting more recognizable Jedi in this tomb. I thought um, yeah. so too. Because there were just some folks in ponchos that I don't even think were Jedi. They were just like force sensitives they killed. Yeah, yeah. I kept well, I mean, being there was like, definitely a youngling in his training helmet. Yes, I mean, yeah. which is that, um, yes. specifically yeah, calling I was, back. Both. I was really scared that we would get Quinlan Voss. Just yeah. after the name drop, I was like, oh my God, if we get dead Quinlan right after that, <laughs> That's I'm so going funny. to freak That's out. That's literally what I thought Tara was going to happen. Tara died for our sins, so we wouldn't have to see Quinlan Voss in the Inquisitor tomb. Um, uh, I it is oh well when we talked about so it's a specific callback to the Order sixty six scene, furthering why we think about how they're gonna go back to it, um yeah. because the the younglings in Revenge of the Sith that Anakin kills famous like that one kid who's like 
everyone knows the one who's like master skywalker like that one he they weren't wearing helmets and no. the the younglings in the scene with uh obi-wan obi-wan or uh, no yeah uh i mean the scene at the beginning of obi-wan oh oh um were the younglings the that one where we think Obi-Wan Reva's and Yoda there. discovered yeah 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 we know that but what about the ones that obi-wan and yoda discovered nope. they're they're just lying on the ground okay but so i think i think it if we're right about Reva being one of those kids, it's double creepy that she has to live with his preserved corpse. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Fucked up shit, man. Correct. Yeah. And yeah, no, really fucked up. And um, she'll like keep and, like, aging is, and see that yeah. kid. Yeah. And and like yeah. this th- this is intercut with um like Obi-Wan looking at all the different bodies and Leia being strapped in with yep. um into the adult sized torture chamber. Torture rack. Clearly, so I, I mean that like was she's really fun. she is next. Like yeah. that's if they if they can't break her and they kill her. Actually, I mean she might well, so we know she's force sensitive. They might not, but like But it doesn't matter, yeah. right? Like they're gonna I mean, either they're gonna she, kill her and preserve their, her or they're gonna kill her. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah, she's next either way. So Obi Wan gets Tala to call a distraction, which she does. She manages to get a meeting with the with Reva, and she lies out of her ass. Literally, and I this was such a good distraction too because I feel like in every show when they're like create a, distra- a diversion, they just break shit, and I'm like, yeah. oh, well, I suppose, but like you made a diversion that now you will not be able to get out of. Um, and I really I appreciate that she was like, I'm gonna do my best to also get out of this yeah, alive. Yeah, and she uses her actual knowledge to craft a believable lie without yes. giving how you friends. do good lying. Yep. Um, what planet did she say they were on? Because it wasn't Florum. Florum. So I was laughing at that because I was like, these, they're going to fucking bust down Hondo Anaka's door looking for Jedi. And he's going to be like, for once, I haven't done anything. <laughs> That's funny. Because oh. especially after the Separatist broke down his door in the Clone Wars after doing some Jedi shenanigans. Um, I, I was laughing about like the fact that it's Hondo because then also we were Kai and I were watching the younglings arc and he shows up and does all the, the fucking piracy. <laughs> so it was oh it was God. weird connections from from the Kenobi episode this week to just the bits of Clone Wars we're watching. Yeah, I miss and, and Hondo. Like, Kenobi and Hondo have such a good relationship. I would have loved to see Hondo Onaka. Well, in and this. I, oh. I, I think it would be really funny I, just if like. If Hondo somehow finds out like that this, this was what was connected to him, like the Empire coming and chasing him off Florum, he just gives he leaves a Obi-Wan an angry voice message. Yeah. No, he goes and tracks him down in the Moss Eisley Cantina. Yeah. Not he's not gonna sell him to the Empire. He just wants to yell at him and then he's gone. Yeah. Yell at him, give him a hug, and then leave. Yep. I'm going to write fan fiction. And the <laughs> ship is going to be Hondo X Quinlan Voss. <laughs> Could you imagine? I thought you were going to say Hondo X Obi-Wan, and while I was going to say it was <laughs> cursed, I was going to uh, at least understand it. Yeah. It's but- it's characters Andy wants to be in Obi-Wan Kenobi <laughs> series. <laughs> Having it's just, sex. It's, okay. <laughs> Disney, if you want to stop no. me, if you want to stop no. me, <laughs> you got to put him in the show. <laughs> That's hilarious. Just, or else I'm going to write. You're just I'm like, holding them hostage. Yeah, every hour that they are not in the show, I will write more smut. This more is my, smut. This is my manifesto. 
Okay. <laughs> so then we get the best scene in the show in, the, in this week, right? When he rescues Leia. Oh yeah. my god! Because so, it's dark, re- and yeah. then we see the blue of the lightsaber. Oh. That's really cool. That's that's an lighting move. Yeah, it's the best lighting I think they've they've used in a long time. I really so on on the production of the new of of the sequels they had figured out the lightsaber props so much that they were able to have them glow the color that they wanted and be sturdy enough to swing around. Mm-hmm. So there's some really cool scenes in Force Awakens way down the line when two characters who have a duel are lit by this, the colors of their sabers. And they also do it in Attack of the Clones when the lights go out with like Anakin and Dooku. But it's the only it's. it's a lot of times in Star Wars, they don't really acknowledge that lightsabers give off a color. And it was so cool with the red around the adult sized torture chair and then Obi-Wan's flashes of blue. You're right, Calvin, about the alien connection. I would not be shocked if that's like an the intention. alien connection. Did you say it was like alien? I said it movie? was like Anakin. That would have been. Oh, an Anakin OK. Movie. Sorry. An- Anakin move. Yes, absolutely. How is it like alien? Elaborate. Uh, it's, a, it's a horror movie that is also set mostly in the dark. Where like, but like using lighting to effectively create, I mean, because Obi-Wan at this point is the, is the horror figure to those poor stormtroopers. Yeah. I mean, this, I, I mean, they're, they're yeah. obviously, they are, they are, they are not on the moral high ground, but they, they have no chance and they do get murked. Well, Obi-Wan's always on the high ground. I've been memed. <laughs> okay. Fellas. <laughs> anyway. Leave it what are you on, talking about? You know, you're, you're, you're scribbling down horror, horrific. <laughs> rare pair smut do not remind me so Reva figures out Tala's lie and she's like you could be telling the truth or you could not I'm gonna, I'm gonna imprison you until we figure this out yeah well so Reva is like you know you're either a fantastic liar or you're telling or you are actually telling the truth and then like I'll go kill them on Florum um, I think she does the best that's a good tactical choice is like you're telling yeah. me some weird shit. I think you're up to something. I'll toss you in the break and deal with you, deal with you later. But right as soon as Obi-Wan contacts Tala through their comm link, the gig is up and Tala springs into action, knocking like immediately, like half a second reaction time, just goes on and just, you know, knocks the two stormtroopers unconscious, gets the gun and like escapes. Love that for Girl her. boss. Girl boss, girl, girl boss, boss, girl, girl boss. boss. Yeah, no, I liked her move, too, because like she didn't she hit them in the helmet, but didn't like punch them because punching a helmet's really stupid. But she yeah. like she was able to knock the helmet, I think, like upwards. So, yeah, so it was like, yeah, yeah so it knocks the into neck. their face and lets her grab the gun. Well choreographed and then in character. Very clever. Yeah, definitely. She definitely not the first time she's done. We saw her murder stormtroopers in the last episode, but she's definitely experienced with killing stormtroopers. Yeah. Then we get the underwater tunnel, which fantastic stakes. Yep. You know where Obi-Wan is like it's it's a reflected blaster off the lightsaber that hits the window. And then it's another reflected blast that is able to close the door. But then the window is still happening. And then it's a really great because like you can tell that Obi-Wan is using the force so instinctively here just to protect Leia. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, earlier in the episode, he wasn't able to lift that tiny little thing. But now he is holding back His body moves even tons of pounds of water it. pressure. And the force moves through him without him needing to think about it yep. because 
he is protecting Leia because, you know, he knows what he has to do and that is his purpose. So he yeah. needs to be able to tap into that specifically later on. Yes. But then it's a, you know, I'm really surprised that everyone was able to get through. He ran really fast. And, and the then he gets out coming. And, and we see all the floating bodies. That was haunting. That was haunting. There's so many people who died. I mean, he straight up killed the stormtroopers and then he straight up and then a bunch of stormtroopers fucking drowned. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of insane. It's such a change from Clone Wars where we saw Obi-Wan never really killing anyone ever. We saw Obi-Wan because killing he was killing droids. droids. Well, and and that one time that he he really wanted to kill somebody, he offloaded the moral dilemma to Rex in the uh, Slaves of the Republic arc. Mm -hmm. And Rex mm -hmm. is like, I'll fucking do it. And he kills the keeper. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah, I mean, it's a different era. We're we're in a, we're in the dark times now. Yeah, we are in dark ass times. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's that's sort of the the unofficial name for this era of storytelling uh, between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope is the dark times. Mm. Really? Yep. It's mostly with old. There was actually a comic series called Dark Times in like the late aughts that was set after Revenge of the Sith. It's legends now, but that's sort of I think where. A lot of it came from. So fifth brother is pissed off. Where the hell has the be. fifth brother been this entire sulking. episode? Yeah, sulking. He's pouting yeah. in his room. Chilling. Well, also, I think the, the Inquisitors do have duties non-Kenobi division, yeah. especially mm -hmm. now that Vader's involved, because I would I would have to imagine that Vader took command of the finding Kenobi bit of the mission after last episode. Mm -hmm. And leaving the Inquisitors in charge of dealing with the Senator's with daughter and the path. Yep. Because to Vader, yeah. those are that's why he has that's why they have Inquisitors. They're not important enough for Vader. Vader at this point is obsessing over his personal grudges. Mm -hmm. Reva and Perch Troopers catch up to Tala and Obi-Wan as Obi -Wan, they're escaping. Who is, who is incredibly shittily hiding Leia under his yeah. coat. I, I swear to God, this is, I, I meant to say this last episode because it was really, really evident last episode, but like Obi-Wan needs to get a fucking change of clothes. Like oh, yeah. he is walking around in full on Jedi robes. I mean, like, of course, Freck was thinking that they were weird drifters. The You are walking around in your full on robes and hood like i understand that you want to feel like the jedi that you were but like have some discretion dude you had on have regular fucking clothes when you were working at the meat mine wear those fucking clothes you will look like a more like a farmer there and then yes he i think i mean i think obviously production and show storytelling wise it's because we want to we're seeing obi-wan reclaiming his past role and i think that actually works in story as well as he 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 wears the jedi clothes because he's going on a jedi adventure it's a stupid choice. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised that he's gotten this far without someone being like, is that a Jedi? Yeah. I mean, I like, did. you know, Hodges got on the robes, right? Yeah. So, like, people know what a Jedi looks like on Dayu. So, anyway. Anyway. I digress. He's, you know, shittily hiding Leia under, after finally changing his clothes into this giant cape. Um, It's a big overcoat, because I assume to protect from the water. Yeah. Uh, then, but before they can, you know, execute Obi-Wan and Leia and Tala, uh, T-47 airspeeders show up and flown by Sully and Wade. Wade! They get them out. Sully. See, I'm on my Sully way. cracked me up more than Wade, honestly, as just like yeah. a normal ass name. Well, Wade was cannon fodder. 
Yeah. And well, it was so like funny because it's so dramatic. It like Wade dies and sh- and she's like Wade, and then it's like ah, uh, that's so sad. And I was like, who the fuck are that's these so people? Yeah. I was like, who are you? Yeah. So are you important? Implied that, that nobody's died yet in the path, like that they're not that, sh- or at least that that lady had <laughs> never had one of her friends die. And I'm like, you work the most dangerous illicit job in the galaxy. I yeah, yeah. I literally How was like, how on earth what? can you be like we're not soldiers? Like, yeah. Lol. Yeah, that was just so like fucking cringe. Redacted hardware. <laughs> like you are soldiers. Come on, besties. Like, come on, besties. <laughs> that was so funny. Like, it sucks. Like, yeah, guy died. It was also like, y'all. I did like also real? just a note that those were airspeeders, not like starfighters, because they, they couldn't fly into space. So we see mm-hmm. them jet up onto the uh, actual ship. The, uh, yeah. The indis- nondescript cruiser that they have. Yeah. And then and then we find out, you know, Vader comes in and he's Vader, like, ah, yeah. he horse chokes. It's just it's the Vader's most doing like, the single mom walk. Cut. Yeah. Or like the Karen walk. Yeah. <laughs> like I really like I saw that happen and then my mind immediately flashed back to episode seven of WandaVision when Wanda is like chasing Monica across her front yard with the, you know, don't tell me what I can can and can't do in my own neighborhood kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It was a very it was intimidating, but it was a little silly. Yeah. Uh, but his then Anakin he, was showing. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a good point is that his Anakin is showing a lot in this. He's not He's in his prime power wise, but he sort of regressed to 10 years ago rather than like being a full full on evil guy. He's he's now just rage filled Anakin again. And then Reva doesn't die because she put a tracker in Lola. Yeah, she's so cool. Like, I cannot I can't imagine that there are people who like like it's one thing to be like long game. It's one thing to be like she wants both Kenobi. Sorry. No, it's one thing to be like, oh, like. I don't like Reva because she's a bad guy. But people who straight up just don't like Reva as a character are wrong. Like yeah. your opinion well, is wrong, yeah. is incorrect. You're oh. probably just racist and you and yeah. sexist and you, you suck. You probably like, didn't I, see this because we've banned you from most of the Star Wars social media content because of spoilers. But there was Moses Ingram posted a bunch of racist DMs she got. And the Star Wars account has both tweeted in support and it got you McGregor to record a message saying, like, yeah. we're not tolerating this. Um, so people, people have been, been being shits. They're doing better than they used to. Star Wars Lucasfilm hasn't supported its actors of color amazingly in the past and or and actors in general who got harassed in the past, including Hayden Christensen, like and and many of the sequel era cast Star Wars fans a minority of them for as long as Star Wars an incredibly has been vocal minority but yes. a minority nonetheless an absolute but like have been shits for a very long time and well my my thing is like it'd be one th- well first of all racism is never okay sexism is never okay but it'd be one thing if you to critique her character to be like oh I don't think she's well written I don't think she's a great but all of that is wrong she's a great <laughs> actor she's yeah. a great um, character she, she went is well written she, she went to Yale drama. She's that a, is a she's, good fucking oh acting God, program. Guys, I was... They didn't, and they didn't right, right out of school... <laughs> they really didn't. What? Didn't Moses Ingram took Andy's spot at Yale. Yeah, <laughs> Moses yeah. Ingram took my spot. Um, but right out of drama school, she landed Queen's Gambit. And then right after Queen's Gambit, she got a bow on Kenobi. Well, and like, she has gotten work. She's, she's an Emmy-nominated Emmy actor. 
She's playing successfully unhinged, too. Like, she yeah. seems weird because Reva is not all there in the head, clearly. Yeah. But she's got a conscience. I yes. I should have mentioned this earlier, but, like, there's a real... She's she is at working her ass off during um, that moment when they're strapping Leia up because she's about to push the button. And you can tell that, like, if you watch her, you can... There's, like, a moment of, like, am I about to do this? Am I about to hit the button to torture a child? And then when the captain walks in behind her, there's like a there's like a flash of relief there that she doesn't have to do it. Yes. Which which glorious. is why I'm I'm sort of like I am loving what they've been doing with her. My opinion on her as a character in this story will be informed by how her story like wraps up. Yes. Correct. And if they Correct. stick the landing, she's easily one of the best new villains they've introduced in a long time. I she I like her so much. I I I really genuinely feel like they've missed the mark on so many characters, and there's so many things that I yeah we've talked about have, missed potential before. Yeah, and it's like I really think that they are they are really like hitting everything with Reva's character. So yeah, if you don't like her, you just are <laughs> you probably just suck. Like you're probably just dumb and you suck. There are several Star Wars characters for whom outsized hate is a good indication of whether you want to hang out with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like Ahsoka? Um, Ahsoka used to be the easiest one. She's fairly beloved now, so it's not as easy. But like, uh, but like, if you hear somebody shit-talking Ahsoka like it's 2008, yeah, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Ooh. there are characters you haven't, mostly in the new stuff that you haven't met yet, who are very easy like, oh, you might have some bad opinions about the, the uh, events of January 6th. <laughs> um, yeah, as well as bad opinions about Star Wars. Yeah. That was just such a, but yeah, this is such a stellar scene, such a stellar actor, such a, such a, like, really, really excited to see what next episode brings. I want yeah. to know more about yeah. Reva. We talked about that moment uh, where Leia grabbed Obi-Wan's hand and Obi-Wan grabbed Aww, it back. That was really sweet. So just want to say it. It, it was, and it was saying. why, like, even though we talked about this episode and eh, didn't didn't really do a whole lot, but what it did, it did well. Um, mm -hmm. I, I agree with you, Andy, though, that like in a six episode series, I would have loved this to have been either half an episode, but we'll see how episode five goes. And speaking of that, I have no idea how episode five is going to go. Yeah. No, I have no idea either. And I, they I, didn't like set anything up. Like I feel yeah. like in the past they kind of like set up, and I you'd have an idea of like what's going to come next. I've no, there's no. Yeah, because everyone's going to die. You now he's going yeah. to Mapuzo. Now he's going to get Leia. He's going to go Leia. get Leia. Yeah, and we haven't and had anything like I'm that. I'm very curious how quickly Leia will get back to Alderaan, because I do think her part in the story is coming to a close. Well, yeah, but there's only two episodes left, so I'm kind of like, well, I don't know. I feel yeah. like they might. I feel like that might be a end of the episode. Uh, end of the yeah, either serious kind of thing. I think because they got her back so quickly, I'm very curious to see. Because like, what at this point they are on a ship with a hyperdrive, presumably headed straight to Alderaan. Yeah. So I'm curious how either they get waylaid or what if if he does successfully return Leia, what like, that means what for the rest of the series. Next, are yeah. we headed back to Tatooine? Look, I have a I have a crackhead theory, tinfoil hat theory. We're going to see. I mean, this is probably going to be the one where he connects with Qui-Gon, right? In episode five? I, in episode five. Either that or it's going to be the very last scene of the series. Or it's going to be the very yeah. last scene of the series. Yoda had to start his um, force ghost training on Dagobah. So I think that's where Obi-Wan goes. All right. That would be wild. 
That would be very cool. Because, Yo- because Yoda's on Dagobah right now. This was a deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith, but Yoda, like, goes to Dagobah for his exile. Which is where he went in, um... The Yoda arc. The Yoda to, arc. Uh, where he first encountered Qui-Gon with those, like, floating lights. Yeah, and he went into the dark side cave and, like, had a vision of Order 66. So... Like, I think that Obi-Wan is going to go to Dagobah and chat with Yoda. And that's going to be kind of. I don't know if I agree with you that it's going to happen, but I would love to see it. (laughs) Well, yeah, no, this is why I say tinfoil hat. Yeah, that would be very cool. I am not expecting it. It would be cool if it happened. Yeah, cool. I I think that would be awesome. My tinfoil hat theory that they were making uh, Clone Wars animated movies got disproven by that Tales of the Jedi thing they announced. Yeah. Because that it's was still what Clone Wars animated. Oh, content. yeah. No, I was I was I get partial credit for that. But it's new stories rather than what I was hoping is yeah. that they'd adapt some of the old arcs. But yeah, that's fine. It does answer my questions that I had that sparked the theory. So. All right. So, well, yeah, we're what are we doing th- next time? Th- yeah. yeah. Uh, next time on First Steps of Star Wars podcast, we are watching Kenobi part five. Obi-Wan Kenobi part five. Yeah, we're headed to the finish line, lads. Yeah. Disney. Disney. <laughs> Stop. You, Disney. you can't say that in the same episode, episode where you said you were going to write porn about <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no, that's what I was going to threaten. That's what I was going to th- Hold on. Let me get my threat. Disney, you have 48 hours. <laughs> you have 48 hours. <laughs> Otherwise, the smut gets actually, released. Actually, no. No. Listen, listeners, listeners, if you guys draw fan art, can you please submit fan art to us We ha- on Twitter or Instagram? <laughs> no. Of, no, no, no. Don't submit smut. Just like some... some you know, light, fluffy fan art of Hondo and Quinlan Voss. Um, and then every day that they don't put Quinlan Voss in Obi-Wan Kenobi, we just send it just to... just DM to we at DM Lucasfilm. DM to Lucasfilm. <laughs> All right. Before, before Andy goes crazy and Calvin, like, just gives up all hope... Calvin like, has turned away from the he's, mic. He's, he's looking like away. Obi-Wan at the beginning of the series. <laughs> he's, like, trying to get to... He's like Qui-Gon. Master Qui-Gon, please. Show me the way through this. Show me the way. I just wish I was C-3PO right now. I wish that I You could, could. delete your memory. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time for maybe a similarly chaotic show. Swag. May the force be with you. Swag again. Thank you guys for listening to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast. You can find us on Facebook at First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, on Twitter at First Steps SW, and on Instagram at First Steps Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot. <laughs>